other things, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. A date which will live in infamy. I still have a dream. Good night and good luck. What's up? How are you doing? Mr. Ryan Dawson on the show today. How are you doing, hey, dude? I'm good, man. So Very good I indeed. Found, I found you on the Four Horsemen um, this past week with uh, Reed Coverdale, and um, I thought, holy shit, I have to talk to that guy. I had no idea who you were, and it turns out you're infamous. That was our fifth installment of the Four Horsemen. Yeah, it was absolutely hysterical. So are you going to be a regular every week on that show? I'm Yeah, I'm Ric Flair, so like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm the staple. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's only Reed's show because I'm not allowed to have a show anymore. I had 81,000 followers. It's just gone. So let me just run through every platform I can think of and just tell me whether or not you're banned. Okay. Sure. Facebook. Yes. Yes. Twitter. Yes. YouTube. Yes. Venmo. Yes, because that's part of PayPal and I'm banned on PayPal too. Coinbase. Yes. <laughs> Where aren't you banned? I'm also <laughs> banned you? on Instagram and Vimeo and Gumroad and Streamlabs and Stream Elements and Patreon. Um, yeah. So what'd you do to get banned? Criticize Israel. So it was all it was all related to uh, Israeli. Stood up for Palestine. I had a I had videos with you know edgy titles like Palestinians are people too. Yeah, and that basically would... I pissed off the ADL. They they hate me because I'm one of these people criticizing Israel that they can't just label a racist lunatic or whatever or anti-Semitic. I point out what they do, and I don't just limit it to Palestine. I showed their role in Iraq, Syria, Libya, you know, stealing nuclear weapons from the United States, all the nasty things they do. So. Obviously, you've made a ton of content over a bajillion years, uh, 20 years, basically, since you started making documentaries mm -hmm. and doing research into various conspiracies or deep state. I don't even want to use the term conspiracy because it's got such a connotation with it. But, you know, conspiracy in the genuine sense. There's nothing wrong with conspiracy. I mean, there's a lot of stupid ones. Right. Obviously. But. Like, I have a movie about conspiracies and, uh, for example, What's the difference between a conspiracy and a covert operation? Nothing. Just how you label it, right? Was What was Iran-Contra? People got convicted for a conspiracy. It was a conspiracy. We were told the entire public we were not aiding the Contras, and yet we were. And the whole government lied and the whole media lied. And then, you know, a plane crashed full of weapons in Nicaragua and the whole story fell apart. You know, the, the Hunter laptop thing that they tried to claim that was a Russian conspiracy and it wasn't. It is Hunter's laptop, but it's a conspiracy in the sense that they got like 12 prominent officials in the Trump administration and FBI to all lie and say it was Russian disinformation when it wasn't. And the entire mass media, save a few people on Fox News, went along with it. That's conspiracy. Happened recently. And there's no doubt that that is his laptop now. And the FBI had that since December of 2019, 
and said nothing. It wasn't until Giuliani got a copy of it and started, you know, leaking it online or whatever that the, they were even forced to address it. Do you think that's the I mean, here's a guy illegally making uh, deals, you know, with with the Communist Party in China and mafia figures in Ukraine and Romania and all these illegal activities, which also involve Biden's brother and Joe Biden himself, and they're just like, nah, don't it just Russia. Yeah, Russian conspiracy. So it's funny because some of the sometimes conspiracies by the media are just a smokescreen for their own illegal activities, which then is a conspiracy because you're involving the heads, all the mass media outlets all reported that, you know, Benghazi was because they were mad over a YouTube video. Bullshit. They all said Assad gassed his own people when he didn't. They said uh, they said the Russians poisoned Litvinenko with polonium. That's not what happened. So plenty of things that have happened in our lifetime, in the, just in the 2000s, have all been conspiracies and been proven. So it shouldn't be a tainted word. Uh, and even when you get into something like September 11th or the Kennedy assassinations, there are definitely, I'd say, 98 to 99% of the conspiracies that are widely disseminated about those events are just utter crap. But I would say that some of that's intentional. Like Donald Rumsfeld allegedly slipped about saying 93, Flight 93 was shot down. It wasn't. It was taken down by the passengers. But he was helping feed into conspiracies that were taking people off to what I call the path to nowhere dog chasing his tail and that's what happens like if somebody who wasn't alive when 9-11 happened tried to figure it out it would be impossible because there's so many kook theories out there that you'd waste years going through all that baloney same thing with kennedy you, you will never figure out what happened to john kennedy because of the just the plethora of dog shit kook theories out there that you know You'd, it would take you 20 years to get to the truth. What do you think happened to him? What, Kennedy? Yeah. Israel had him killed because he was inspecting them for nuclear weapons. Really? You think it was Israel? I know it was. So I know all did, the shooters, how... everything. Same with RFK. Thane Caesar shot RFK. So this whole time we've been arguing about whether or not it was the mob or the deep state and it was Israel? Well, it is the mob, but Israel works with the mob, and so does the CIA. So do you think all this covert, sort of unjust crap really started happening when we had, like, when we developed an, uh, a robust intelligence community? Because, like, if you look at the fall of Rome, they didn't have, like, a deep state. They just sucked at the end. You know, they, they, they weakened their currency. They had weak leaders. You know, but it wasn't like there was any covert shit going on. Uh, I guess the extent of the deep state would have been stabbing Caesar in the back forty-seven times, but that was, you know, <clears throat> that was very I mean, public. <laughs> they um, they lasted almost a thousand years, so it's, it's, I mean, you can't just win indefinitely. Right? Yeah, and they yeah. made a lot of mistakes, uh, over expansion. So I, I don't like these. Like, oh, we're not. Oh, we're just like Rome. We're not. Those are very right. detailed, complex things, and 
It's nothing like that today. Um, and no empire is going to last a thousand years ever again. Just can't stay on top that long. So How much longer I mean, do you think the United States has? Hard to say. I mean, militarily, there's quite a gap. And the U.S. has a large market, but they are doing everything they can to destroy it. I'm hoping for secession. Because the U.S. the U.S. died in 1861 with Lincoln, like it was no longer America anymore. All the rhetoric we hear about liberty and and all that and minimal government that died with Lincoln. He started the income tax. He started a war that killed a million people. Um, and that was just the birthplace of crony capitalism, where they married state and corporation together. Railroads, steel foundries, lumber mills, they all were getting subsidized by government. And once you do that, it's almost impossible to undo it. You see that all over Africa and Latin America, too, where the level of domestic corruption is so thick. And greasing palms has just been the way for so long. It's really irreversible. And so that our first our first fall off the cliff was Lincoln. And the second was LBJ when they killed Kennedy. Um, we're not even working in an American imperial interest anymore. We're working for Israeli imperial interest. And what's the incentive for the United States to be so supportive of Israel? Like the traditional understanding of why that is, because Israel is a key strategic partner in the Middle East. But what, <laughs> what would you say is the real incentive? It's such uh, a why? strategic partner that we they were not involved in either of the Gulf Wars because it would have alienated all of our Arab allies. No, it's simple. They're, we kowtow to Israel because they bribe and blackmail the people that write the laws. And the media has been captured by Zionists. So you think there the are a lot of intelligence Christian literally has Congress like under the thumb? Well, there's a religious affiliation for about 33% of people, these holy roller Christian types that think, you know, we have to build the third temple on the mount for Jesus to come back or whatever. But right. it's they're more familiar with Judaism than they are Islam. And basic bitches think in terms like this, like the Muslim, the Jews, the good. that's not how it is, but that's how it's perceived. And they just pick a team. And since three-fourths of the Bible is the Old Testament, and they're more familiar with the Jew team or whatever, they just side with that unthinkingly. They don't see all the kids getting murdered and houses being demolished, annexation of land or whatever. A lot of these people don't even know that Israel was created in the 40s. They think it's existed since biblical times. It, there was never an Israel until 1948. There were Israelites, which is a bloodline from Hebrews, scattered and all just, over the Just place. to clarify, you wouldn't, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you wouldn't def define yourself as anti-Semitic, just anti-Israel. Is that right? I want to make it, make sure that's distinguished. No, I don't even believe Jews are a race. Or it's a religion. And I'm not a bigot either. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, Israel, and it's if Israel would change everything it was doing, I wouldn't be anti Israel either. But I mean, I'm anti any mm -hmm. state that colonizes its neighbors. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. It's, it's like, you know, I'm not anti white, but I was anti Nazi because of their behaviors. But it wasn't because of their biology, it's because right. of what they were doing, you know. And, it's not because of their biology, their religion, or any of that. It's all a—it's just some identitarian nonsense to defend the indefensible. 
they are annexing territory. They have a blockade on Gaza. They have bulldozers smashing privately held property to give to the self-proclaimed chosen race of God. They have snipers shooting people in the balls and the eyes and the knees for trophies. Fuck that place. I don't like Saudi Arabia either. It has nothing to do with its Arabness. It's run by a fanatical religious monarchy of Salafist Wahhabis that are just rigidly anti anybody that isn't them and finance terrorism all over the world and cause nothing but problems. I don't like North Korea either. It has nothing to do with its Asianness or Koreanness. It's a communist shithole. I don't know what's so hard about that, but the the uh, canard about conflating uh, criticism of Israel with criticism of Jews or Judaism in general is something that just gets used because it works. Especially people on the left are so excited about having a witch to burn. Like they, they need there to be racists and bigots because it feels so good to condemn it that they're willing to believe it without even looking at the evidence because they want to um, pat themselves on the back for condemning racism or sexism or whatever it is. And you'll see that too with, you know, movements like believe all women. Like, well, let's believe all evidence. Obviously you want to condemn rape. It feels good to bash on a rapist, right? But what if they didn't do it? As Which as looks like the case of Bill Cosby might be innocent. You think he was innocent, or do you think that they just um, could they wrongly convicted him? Because there's a difference, you know. Both. You don't think he did it to any of those girls? There's no evidence that he did it to any of the girls. Yeah. Just, what he just, admitted to is giving quaaludes to somebody he was already consensually having sex with in the '70s, and they use that as say, "See, you give drugs to girls." He gave drugs to a girl who asked him to because it was a party drug and they were already fucking each other. And they had some celebrity. I mean, the DA was lost a um, rate. The judge lost a race, a race against one of Cosby's lawyers. I mean, it was it's ridiculous. Should have been thrown out. And it's not a technicality. Be like, oh, yeah, we didn't uphold your Fifth Amendment. Right. That's a big deal. <laughs> you know? And it was shocking. Like, oh, America's TV dad and all that. And. I kind of uh, just accepted it without question because there were so many accusers. But often you can get when it's a celebrity type person. They did this to Michael Jackson, too. That Everyone's like, oh, yeah, I met that guy one time. Add me to it. Because usually these people have so much money that they'll just settle to make it go away. So anybody that piles on will get a nice paycheck. And yeah, they're vultures, man. And he could have he could have. Um, settled and not spent a day in jail and he even had it offered to reduce to like a misdemeanor or something and he's like no maintain his innocence knowing yeah. that he, yeah, yeah i don't think he did it i really don't plea deals are pretty pretty ugly i, I don't think they should even be legal i don't think you should incentivize and even if i thought he guilty. did it you gotta prove it like that well i think you did it you know where's the evidence there's reed yo what's yeah going on I uh Reed, thanks I, for coming I, on, man. I thought I'd have the same name as Ryan, but he's uh upped it and I like that. That's pretty uh edgy Ryan. Uh, yeah, BLM briefest matter. Like <laughs> I highlight that because that actually happened in history. Right. The three like, compromise yeah, yeah. of a person because they want to count them in the census, but they don't want to let them vote, right? 
fucking crazy stuff that's happened in our in our country. But yeah, that was Henry Clay. Like, all right, <laughs> that's what they so argue You got a big show going on tonight with um, uh, Clint from Liberty Lockdown, huh? You doing a live in the studio at midnight uh, Central? Well, yeah, he's supposed to get here in like an hour and a half, and then we're gonna do it in person. I've I've never met him in person yet, so it'll be the first time. But we're uh, we're going to Freedom Fest in South Dakota in a couple of days, so we'll be heading out tomorrow, heading that way. He gave me this chair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hell of a guy. Yeah, he's pretty. I had him uh, falling out of his chair the other day. <laughs> he had us all falling out of our chairs. Uh, me too, yeah, man. And I wasn't even in the stream. I was just, I was just watching. <laughs> I watched that, that two and a half minute video probably five, six times. <laughs> well, I think I'd said in that stream, sometimes I get people laughing and I'm not even trying to be funny, but hearing the truth is so it's such a catharsis because you're so used to people feeding you bullshit that when someone just bluntly frankly says what you know anyway but wow someone's saying it it's such a relief that you start laughing because you can't believe somebody's being a real person because you're in this medium of talking heads you're just used to being lied to and when someone says the obvious you know about like george fentanyl and stuff We've got Ashley Babbitt, who was a Air Force veteran, right? A mother and a wife. And she was there to protest election fraud unarmed, and they shot her dead. Then you got George Fentanyl, who was about to drive a car while he was high out of his mind, who pulled a gun out on a pregnant woman, routinely in B&E and drug crimes and counterfeit money and just a career criminal his whole life. They build a statue for that piece of shit and they say Ashley Babbitt deserved to die. Think how fucking backwards that is. Ashley Babbitt did not deserve to die. and They don't even let you know who the shooter was. They protect his identity. Whereas yeah. Derek Chauvin, he's a fucking Klansman racist. Da, 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 da. And there was no evidence that race was involved in George Fentanyl's murder. Just... It's a black guy and a white guy was kneeling on him, so it has to be racism, uh, even though the other cops were of color or whatever. It had to be racism because that fits their worldview. And as I was saying, they need a witch to burn. Even in the trial, race didn't come up at all. And you know where they learned that tactic of kneeling on people's necks or their upper back? From the Israelis. That state doesn't even have a police academy anymore. Maybe we should bring back the police academy. Maybe that's why they suck. Why are we getting trained by the IDF? Oh, yeah. Because it's just another contract for the Israelis. Like, yeah, come over and train our police. We don't know how. Our police force is older than the state of Israel. But, yeah, we're going to go to the IDF and their crab macrap. Uh, you know, they, they can barely arrest unarmed Palestinian adolescents. But, you know, we're going to learn from these guys. Well, how to subdue criminals. The motherfucker wouldn't get in the car and laid on the asphalt and was screaming like a baby. Hey, he can't breathe. If you can yell, you can breathe because you try to talk when you can't breathe. You can't do it. You definitely can't scream. Think you I can't breathe. I can't breathe. You can breathe because you're talking. He had a heart attack. And I don't think it, I don't like cops. And I don't think there's any reason to sit on somebody for eight or nine minutes. 
he's already in handcuffs and stuff. Just sit him up on his butt and start de-escalating and talk him down or whatever. But there was no evidence of racism, much less systemic racism, because some criminal thug high out of his mind died of a drug overdose and had a panic attack. But he's a hero, you know. They built his statue, even, and they built him a mural, although like two days later, lightning struck it down. But then they moved, removed the statues of Robert E. Lee, Lewis and Clark, and Sacagawea. But All in honestly, the same though, day. like, what Lewis and Clark really do, you know? Yeah, they didn't do anything. Sacagawea didn't do nothing. They don't deserve it. They didn't rob any stores or do counterfeit money, so why do they got statues? Like, if they need to be pistol-whipping pregnant ladies, that's how you get a statue. As far as I know, they never did that, so... Yeah, they weren't selling narcotics and they weren't making porn videos. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the other thing I is don't the think play. without a statue of Sacagawea, anyone would know what she looked like or heard of her. I mean, like, she was on the dollar coin. And this is what's hilarious. They stopped Apparently making she, the she Sacagawea. She looks exactly like Elizabeth Warren, I heard. Well, they got <laughs> rid identical. of it. It's the high cheekbones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they got rid of the Sacagawea dollar. Because of all the counterfeit that was be they were making counterfeit Sacagawea coins in Brazil and stuff. So counterfeiting got rid of the Sacagawea coin. You know, the only coin with the Native American, one of the one of the only coins with a female. And it was scrapped due to counterfeit. George Floyd was a counterfeiter. <laughs> it's like yeah. they just want to take down all statues. I tell you, Washington, Jefferson, all of them, none of them are safe. These people hate the United States. They hate America. It's a bunch of communists. And they won't admit that. They're like, oh, yeah, this person wasn't uh, perfect according to today's mores. Well, it's funny it's not- because you see, like, um, you see people like us who are critical of the United States. And I don't want to speak for you two, but for me, my criticism of the United States comes out of like a deep love for what America is supposed to stand for. Right. And and but on the other side, it's like the criticism of the United States comes uh, from a position from a place of hate out of what the United States is supposed to stand for. It's supposed to be like this, you know, liberty, self-actualization, individual rights. You know, I don't want to use the term utopia because it was never meant to be perfect or thought that it would be perfect. But it's supposed to be this great experiment on of, of liberty. Yeah. It sure and was we better than 90 percent of people living as serfs. Exactly. You know what's funny is uh, what you guys were just talking about, how we, uh, you know, these people try to put uh, present day morals on people from 200 years ago. They don't put present day morals on Joe Biden. You know, it's like this guy, you know, he he's like the architect of the war on drugs and, you know, massive prison sentencing and, you know, horrible criminal justice. But you're putting these. You know, you're putting these judgments on George Washington, who's been dead for a long time. But the guy that you voted for for president and continue to defend, you're not willing to put modern day standards on him. That's kind of he doesn't want his kids going to a racial jungle. (laughs) That was probably good for all the people of color, because who wants to go to a school with Hunter Biden selling crack? Yeah, He would have made the the crack epidemic (laughs) way worse if he would have gone to an interracial school. No, but Reed is right. Where are the morals, today's morals, or even the morals of 200 years ago aren't even right. applied on the monsters we have today. Right, Joe Biden made slavery great again in 2011 when they invaded Libya. 
and just handed the country over to Al Qaeda. He's he's <laughs> creating and abetting religious fanatics, proxy war he in was, Syria. He was sanctions a little on more Iraq that killed eight hundred thousand kids. I mean, that was all Democrats. Wasn't he a little more hesitant? Like he didn't like going into Libya, right? Joe Biden, like Hillary, really wanted to do it, and he was kind of arguing against it a little bit. Is that true? Or I think Obama was reluctant. Biden just does what he's told. Right. That's 2011, Hillary definitely right? wanted he in. Started shelling him. Gaddafi was uh, charged with pre crimes, right? <laughs> right? He, God, these people steal. So Nancy Pelosi has been caught twice in multi-million dollar insider trading gambits just this year. Her and her husband. Nothing happens. Nothing happens. The Hunter thing. And James Biden and Frank Biden. These are mafia families what working with laptop, actual mafia families. Ryan, what was disgusting. On Have you not seen it? Holy shit. No, I've been too scared to dig it up it's because I don't want it to wind up on my hard drive. It's mostly Hunter walking around naked and banging prostitutes and doing drugs, but he also is admitting to crimes. And then there's emails where they're just openly admitting, you know, how much for pay to play. Name a place. I made a movie called Corn Pops Revenge that went over a good chunk of their crimes, but I never even got into the laptop because I'm like... <laughs> You can't even you can't even show four seconds of it without you know wang or butthole or something on the screen. So, but it was leaked. It's on BitChute. Just yeah, you might not want that on your computer. The FBI will come nab you for kitty porn, but not the guy in Did the video. Fucking hookers. It? Yeah. See, it's it's hard to tell, but yeah, yeah, I mean, you know it when you see it, and it sure did look like it. Yeah. So Ryan, how do you clear your brain out from all the shit you have to look at all the time? What do you do? Do you meditate or anything, or just scream at people, or what's your what's your secret? Jack Daniels. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm lucky to have a really awesome wife and kids that keep me grounded. And martial arts helps me a lot because I'd be in jail if not for that. <laughs> for real. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I, I'll actually I only drink to celebrate. You notice when anytime some neocon dies or something, that's when I have a few shots. I take three shots, just like uh, Rittenhouse, and then I have another three. Yeah. <laughs> Dropping comedy. He's going to get acquitted. He better. Was I don't know how you could get a more clear case of self defense on film from multiple right. angles. It was like better than a movie. There's so much, so much footage of his innocence. The yeah, first guy he dropped, Joseph Rosenbaum, who's white, what, you know, Rosenbaum. Uh, you're white when you commit a crime. He went to jail for 13 years for raping kids. I mean, fuck that guy. He's a little five foot loves. three manlet. Yeah, he chasing a minor. <laughs> He's a little five foot three manlet. It's all shoot me, nibbles. And tried to grab a gun. He threw like a bag at him. Like, oh yeah, that'll work. Useless man. He thought. I don't think I would even if I face. hated somebody. I don't think I would chase them if they were carrying an AR and I wasn't carrying anything. Like, well, why they would had you a chase somebody with a rifle. Someone else shot at him, and he'd been chasing yeah. him around. He's like, "You're not gonna shoot me. You're not gonna shoot me." He's like, "I'm not until I feel threatened. But as soon as you get within, as soon as you actually touch me or my gun, I am gonna shoot you." And he did. In the nuts, which is precision aim. Yeah, to hit yeah, that guy target. in the balls. Aim yeah. small, miss small. 
because that's <laughs> like uh i mean he had to be dead center that's smaller than the bullet <laughs> and he got him <laughs> so did your interest in all the conspiracy stuff really start with 9-11 is that where this all began for you ryan Started when I was 10 years old watching the Saputer film in fifth grade. Which film? Uh, JFK getting shot in his limo. And I realized, like one time, I forget, it was 1985 or something, six. It was Hurricane Gloria. And my dad stayed on the island, and we went up to my grandparents. We were going to visit them anyway. So we were like, well, let's go early and avoid this hurricane and on the news they showed his property and there it was like knee-deep water and we're all freaking out it's because the news anchor just got on their knees in ankle deep water right to make it more dramatic <laughs> and um i realized they just flat out stage shit and, and no one on the island sees it because there's no electricity because there was a hurricane. So none of them saw it, but people in like Virginia and stuff saw it and we saw it and we get contact of my dad and say, is there like two and a half feet of water? And no, not at all. I mean, there's a little bit of water in the parking lot, which is exactly where they were filming. The guy's getting on his knees and make it look like it's that deep. And I realized that news crews and stuff just straight up fake stories for the now y'all call it clickbait. There's no clicking back then, but you know, for the ratings or whatever. I'm like, they just lied. Like everybody on TV lied, and you'd see that over and over again. And they come and find the biggest dumbass to interview about a particular issue when myself and others had given them long interviews and articulated the problems, and they just cut all that and find somebody like, well, I don't know, man. You know, just something stupid. I'm like, who is that guy? That guy doesn't even live here. And they would say they're on our island interviewing somebody, and they they weren't. They just interviewed an actor or I don't know who knows, but they would just make shit up. So I had a large distrust for television and the government. I'd seen what environmental groups did and how disingenuous they were. It had nothing to do with the environment. It was just... You know, it, it's kind of like the people donating to them and stuff want to save the birds or the whatever. Right. But the group right. itself is in it for power to manipulate land for real estate and other reasons. Right. And, and it's they just harm the environment more than they harm the environment. Yeah. And it's just a theme. It's just a do gooder thing. It's just a, a profiteering with a theme. And you see that in the environment. You see it in medicine. You see you pick something. It's all just profiteers with a theme that's all it is and uh so i knew all that i remember going to washington dc in fifth grade and meeting with uh walter beeman jones that was walter jones's father i was arguing for a line item veto to cut pork out of bills and i was also arguing to get beach nourishment for north carolina because it ought your beaches should be considered infrastructure the same as highways and stuff like it's just gonna Next year, the ocean's going to come again. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's probably going to snow again next year, too, in the north. Do you not pave and salt the roads anyway? And what's that cost? Turns out, you know, it, keeping businesses open and stuff is worth getting rid of the snow. And, you know, preserving your beaches is certainly worth it in income from tourism and so on. 
from just a money point of view, forget about the moral point of view of saving people from their house going in the ocean or anything, but just from the financial point of view, he was all set to, to actually help us on that. And then he died. And, uh, Chase, you got to YouTube, just YouTube, like Ryan Dawson, Hatteras Island. And this, video Oh yeah. I'm always up. grilling the County commission and <laughs> it could be in a movie. It's like, I mean, the way it's, standing ovations and shit yeah. all the time it's great that go in i would go into this is not on film i mean it might be somewhere but i would go into a restaurant and see the park service and just walk up to the table and point the door and be like leave <laughs> and they would and they would they knew you all over the island well yeah the, it's the park department the i'm like get to step and you're not eating here you're not getting gas here. We're boycotting the park service because they shut our beaches down. Yeah. I'm like, just don't let them eat. Don't let them get gas. Don't let them anything. So park I got to know. Park service gotta... is the number one law enforcement I've had run-ins with because I've been to like all the national parks across the United States. And all I would do is sleep in my car. I didn't want to spend 30 bucks for a campground. So I'd just find some isolated parking lot somewhere and they would go around hunting for you and find you and then either give you a fine or force you to go to the campground. Yeah, they're road pirates. Yeah, they're just like cops. <laughs> no different. I had um in my martial arts gym park service and cops were free. If you wanted to come get a lesson, it was free. You didn't you have to oh, pay for it? Oh, because it was fun. To, oh, it was fun. I thought you were going to say a punching bag looked like a park ranger. <laughs> That's where I thought you were going with that. I mean, I'm like, if any of them come in here, I'm just going to suplex them and beat the fuck out of them the whole time. And teach them nothing. <laughs> For free. We had two park service people come in <laughs> and get worked over. Um, no cops took it up, unfortunately. I know all of them, though. And they're like, <laughs> I'm not going in there. I'm like, we'll try to convince someone to do it. So, so Ryan, I as a layman, and I don't mean to just totally change subjects, but that's exactly what I'm doing. Um, what the fuck happened on 9-11? Wow, that's an open-ended question. <laughs> yeah, what happened? So, like, I'm at the I'm in the place where I don't think what they said happened happened, but I have no mm -hmm. idea what the explanation is. Other than well, Qaeda did run the the buildings. Yeah, yeah. I can get Ryan they, going pretty easily by just saying that they they hit the Pentagon with Flight 77. <laughs> All the airplanes are real. Al Qaeda is real. It's just the Al Qaeda is not some independent terrorist organization with no ties to states. Al Qaeda was created by the United States and with Saudi Arabia's support, getting diaspora fighters to fight in Afghanistan against the Soviets. It's had a hand in glove relationship. We armed them, we trained them, we financed them. They used them in Bosnia. They used them in other conflicts when it was, you know, within our interest, our meaning the Israelis. And they struck on September 11th, but there seems to have been faction in the U.S. Knew it was coming. We have evidence of foreknowledge and support on. from foreign states. I had Tony Schaefer on the show, and he, he basically said that, that we knew. Yeah, we knew. I mean, the Israelis are celebrating the attacks. They were sitting there with the camera in place, pointed at the World Trade Centers, waiting for the plane to come. Why did they, they want to fly planes into us, though, if we hooked them up with arms and money? 
because the people on the lower rank have no clue. They hated the United States legitimately because we, if you read their own, they wrote down, told you why they did it. They didn't like the occupation of Palestine. They didn't like the slaughtering of children in Iraq, the bombing of Lebanon, like all those Muslims that were being killed by the United States. And they were going to hit us in our military and financial centers, World Trade Center and the Pentagon. And so these guys were real terrorists and hated the United States. With You can understand their reasoning. I can't imagine growing up in a, a rock and watching kids starve to death pretty much daily. Like they were dropping like quicker than veterans kill themselves, uh, starving to death. And living through all this shit and knowing like the whole thing, the whole thing, the colonization of Gaza and the 15 year civil war in Lebanon and the Israel bombing Beirut and dumping depleted uranium and affecting babies on, you grow up seeing that and you know, the U.S. facilitates it all. And you know the U.S. is uh, purposely fostering sectarian violence. And they they grow up, you know, fairly uneducated. They've been demasculated. They've watched people tortured, humiliated. Some of their cities have been flattened. And they see some imam on the hill preaching Islam against great Satan and they gravitate to that. They want revenge. It's sort of we kill what we create. We created that problem by engaging in our own terrorism first. And wars and predatory loans and all the other means to break a place. And so to get, you know, 19 or 20 guys that are willing to die to hit you back is not a surprise. The thing is, they didn't do it by themselves. They, for example, uh, Bandar Bush and Prince Haifa used a couple conduits. Their names were Salman Basnan and Omar Bayoumi to pick up hijackers as soon as they landed in California, get them a house, pay them money, live with them, translate for them, get them to the flight schools, gave them all the logistical and financial support they needed. There was a Saudi GID agent, which is the equivalent of Saudi Arabia's CIA, living with two of the 9-11 hijackers. And then they picked up a third hijacker, Hanji Hanjor. And the CIA knew. They had followed these guys to an Al-Qaeda summit meeting in Malaysia where they met the blind sheikh and spent the night with them. They're already known. They're on Interpol's most wanted. Uh, Al Midhar had been involved in the USS coal bombing in Yemen already, anyway. So they're already known international terrorists, and they let them live in the United States using their real names and never inform the FBI. Now, I think that's the excuse because the FBI wouldn't have done shit anyway. You look at what some of the crap the FBI is doing today. Like the guy that's now in charge of the Capitol Hill so called riot was the ringleader of the dozen FBI agents that staged this Whitmer, Governor Whitmer kidnapping BS. News. Yeah, and I don't I really like this site in particular, but Mother Jones kind of left-leaning, but they did a list of all the entrapment cases and just crap, you know, FBI fuckery. It's amazing. Like entrapment, entrapment, entrapment. They find some homeless person or drug addict or whatever, and there's more FBI agents than there are, like, bad guys. And they, they did the white boy Rick. Them. 
put them, yeah, put them in the right place, have them hold a gun or a bomb or whatever. And they'll get all the blame. They're just setting people up and then, you know, they react to their own provocations. And there were FBI agents in the Capitol on January 6th. And all that film hasn't been released or anything, but they were crossing the barricades. We have footage of them the night before encouraging people to storm the Capitol. And then they went and did it themselves. You think they uh, were planning the and pipe And then they reacted to it the and shot a woman dead. And then the media made up a story of a guy getting beaten with a fire extinguisher, which is bullshit. Do you think the FBI planted the pipe bombs on the 6th? I don't think there were any pipe bombs. I think they just made it up. There's no pipe bombs. Pipe bomb became like a big thing because of Eric Rudolph. And he had a relationship with the spooks. He used to openly live in Asheville. And knew people that knew him. He wasn't on the run or anything. He got caught serendipitously because he tried to rob a mall or something. And, you know, it's not like they have every local police force in on it. And they're like, oh, this is Eric Rudolph, the Olympic bomber. The FBI wasn't looking for him. They weren't looking for McAfee either. Because he openly was saying where he was living, what he was doing, taking pictures on Okokoke Ferry, saying he's in Frisco, right? They could have went and got him. They just don't want to go to Hatteras because they might not come back. Yeah, I got to admit, I knew nothing about what... You about your story about McAfee. That's all news to me. There's no way you could not notice he was there. He was like, no one there has got $100 million or whatever. And guys just bringing in hookers from the mainland and meth and designer drugs and getting all fucked up. And he's a pedophile. He's like praying on McAfee was a ped? He was a pedophile. Ryan, how long? Out of his own mouth. He's like, yeah, I'm sleeping with 16-year-olds. I mean, the guy was a fucking... How long have you piece of shit? How long did you know details about him? Like when he was running for president, did you know all this shit about him or was it Yeah. Yeah. Everybody knew. But these it's like he made dank memes online so you get these people that just they need a hero so bad that they're like, yeah, this guy is anti-fed or whatever. Uh-huh. <laughs> this guy is a uh, well, he, I, he did a good job of branding himself. I don't like care that, that he, he didn't pay taxes. That was... Great. You know, I'd rather you spend it on drugs and hookers than give it to the government. Government kills people. But you can't give drugs to kids, man. And you yeah. can't rape people. You just can't. So Gary Johnson was a better choice than him in 2016? <laughs> <laughs> that guy... The guy that thought Guam could capsize if you put too many people on one side of it. That wasn't Gary Johnson. That was some other dude. Was I think that was Gary Johnson. He's the Mr. What's Aleppo in the middle of the Syrian Yeah, conflict. no, he did the What's Aleppo, but I've seen the cap the Guam capsize video. It was some uh It was two of them said it. Oh, it was two of them. Was yeah. So it was some black guy. It was the a, islands was aren't it, floating um, there. They're connected to the bottom. You you Yeah, there's that, sand right? under the water too, exactly. <laughs> <clears throat> And just, and just made us look really good as libertarians. Those are great advertisements. He's just—he <laughs> wasn't libertarian. He was—he was an establishment guy who wanted to legalize drugs. Oh, we're talking about Gary Johnson. I was like, Johnson was—he's yeah, just a—he's a Republican name, but he's actually a Democrat, and he called himself a libertarian. His only libertarian position was legalize weed. <laughs> and people like Bill Maher—he's a Democrat that wanted to legalize pot. Yeah, he's yeah, not a libertarian. True. 
Bill Maher calls doesn't. himself a Democrat, though, doesn't he? he doesn't well, he's called himself a libertarian, too. He called himself a libertarian forever, and now he finally well, admitted. Actually, he said of himself, yeah, I wasn't really a libertarian. I was just a Democrat that wanted to legalize weed. Yeah, so at least he admits yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, he fessed up. Well, the Democrats he, used to be the more libertarian party because they were way, way more lax on the social issues like gay marriage, uh, legalization of marijuana, stuff like that. They were more libertine on but now that that stuff's been basically legalized there's like no liberty there's there's oh, no right, issue the democrats fight for liberty the they, they're the pro-tax party right? i mean they've never been libertarian they're the ones that started world war one world war two the korean war vietnam they raised taxes uh, like they only wanted to legalize weed so they could tax it like what about in the 1860s ryan what about in the 1860s they were pretty dope back then or no, both parties sucked in the 1860s. <laughs> I miss the Whigs, bro. We need to bring the Whigs. They're better back. than, you know, I see all these people. This is how ignorant people are of history. You know, Lincoln left the Republican Party and joined the, the Union Party because they lost 27 seats in the midterm elections. Because at the time, he was losing the war that he started, which was unheard of. As you, how you have five times as many people you inherited the navy and you have all the industry and you're losing but they were and um but he cheated he sent soldiers to the polling places and stuff and got reelected, but not as a republican it, it's, they all sucked but yeah at that time i guess the republicans so, were what was more lincoln's deal government. Did Lincoln really want to free the slaves? Is that why he did all this sort of Machiavellian shit? Or like, what was the... No, he was... wanted... <laughs> yeah, he wanted it in slavery in, in the, because he wanted to send... He didn't want whites and blacks to live together at all. He wanted I've to ship them back to Africa. Where he said that, I've seen those speeches where Lincoln said that he didn't believe in like cohabitation. His first draft of the... Co well, the first, first, what could have been the 13th Amendment was the Corman Amendment, which enshrined slavery in the Constitution. His second proposal um was the 13th amendment that we got uh where he had in, they end up doing that one it never he died before it was passed because they rejected it the first time and they passed it on the second go around which is hilarious you just fought a war in slavery and then you shoot down the amendment that ends slavery but uh but he wrote written one after that that said uh let's phase slavery out by the year 1900 so another 37 years of slaves. He, he wrote that in 1863 before his Emancipation Proclamation. His first idea was to end slavery um, the way New Jersey was ending slavery. Like, okay, everybody who's already a slave is going to remain a slave, but their children or anybody born after this day will not be slaves. And that's actually a proposal that Thomas Jefferson had made many, many years earlier as a way of phasing out slavery. But it was... Um, a tactical thing to undermine Southern labor in the middle of a war that the North was losing. They didn't get rid of their own slaves. And it's hilarious that they did this Juneteenth thing. Cause they're like, Oh, that's when uh, slavery ended in Texas in 1865, but slavery doesn't end in Kentucky and Delaware and Missouri and Kansas and Maryland and Washington, DC and New Jersey, all these Northern States until December 6th, 1866. When the 13th amendment passed, they kept having slaves, black slaves, and then they still had the coolies and Chinese slaves for many years after that. And then they still had script pay for decades after that. That lasted till the 1920s. So why did the Southern states secede if, if um, it wasn't because Lincoln wanted to make uh, slavery illegal? I'm asking stupid questions on yeah, purpose. So I, yeah, I mean, <laughs> because it's not a stupid question. But, I mean, 
it is and it isn't because it's like at by your age you should know already but you're doing it for the audience i suppose but it's because they put a 45 percent tariff on exports and they were spending almost the entirety of the taxes collected throughout the country on three cities new york and philly and boston all in the north so the south's paying like 87 percent of the taxes and not receiving any of the benefits from those taxes and they did not want to become a, a little Ireland. What Britain did to Ireland is what the North was doing to the South. And the South had always dominated American politics, like eight presidents from Virginia that they'd really Jackson from Tennessee. Dominated. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's born in North Carolina, though, but he um, <clears throat> he killed the bank. So did Jefferson. And then Lincoln creates the income tax way before 1913. The first income tax was Abraham Lincoln. Just a wartime income tax, or was he made it, uh, the greenbacks too that were backed by government bonds, which had to be paid back in gold by the South. Yeah. Hey guys, I've, I've got to run because I got to go meet Clint. But uh, okay, miss you. Grab me on. Yeah, uh, South Carolina tried to secede in the 1830s over the same issue. Slavery hadn't even been brought up at all. They just didn't like the tariffs because Charleston was the fourth largest city, port city, in the United States. And the largest one in the south charleston and new orleans a lot of the river networks and stuff from north carolina and south carolina would go to charleston for export because you can't export from the outer banks it's too dangerous and so like wilmington was the largest city in north carolina it wasn't raleigh or charlotte like now it was all in the east and it was their trade all the coastal areas and all the areas on the mississippi were greatly affected by the tariff now inland where you're not near the rivers and you're not near the coast didn't want to secede from the union and actually west virginia doesn't secede from the union and western north carolina and east tennessee fought for the north the north fourth largest divisions by the end of the war were from north carolina so it's about half that state um it was it was really mixed it wasn't a north versus south thing it was kind of like coastal and river trading areas versus the interior versus the north in north you know wasn't they wanted to preserve the union because they had all the benefit from it they were also competing for railroads going out west and they wanted it to go from chicago to california instead of new orleans and part of the reason for abolition is well if we undermine slavery they won't be able to out to compete with us on the railroad it was just for their own selfish interest. Nobody cared about blacks in the 1860s. There were abolitionists, but that was a super tiny minority. And then a lot of them um, were motivated by not expanding slavery out West because they didn't want to live with blacks at all. Like even after the war, Ohio was like, oh yeah, they forced you to have black suffrage in, from the 14th Amendment. And they say, well, you can't live here unless you pay $500 if you're black. Which what about when Texas became the Republic of Texas? Didn't they have some sort of policies that incentivized black people to just leave the country? Because, you know, it was its own country for 10 years, like 46 to 56 or something like that. Yeah, but most of what they color in on the map was really Comanche territory anyway. And they Comanche was expanding its territory up She's until 1870. She's more Comanche now. <laughs> John <laughs> Wayne. They, they had defeated the Spanish Army, the Texas Army, and the U.S. Army. And the CSA, the Comanche were hardcore. Six-shot revolvers putting into that though. Which do you were think that the, uh, the Civil War? Do you think the founders intended that secession be legal uh, for states? Oh yeah, 
I mean, that's how Kentucky was made. I haven't read the Federalist Papers yet, so I'm not right. I'm Kentucky not familiar is, with the was principles. part of Virginia and becomes its own state. They didn't want states to be too big. They didn't want one particular state to have more power, you know, than the others. They wanted and expected secession. I mean, we seceded from Britain. Yeah, so but a state seceding from another state is different from a state seceding from the union. You can have a half of a state form its own state. I mean, that happened several times. Sure. <clears throat> that happened in North Carolina and what they created the state of Franklin, which is now the state of Tennessee. Right, but you they know, still remain all, part of the union. Yeah, well, yeah, they, but voluntarily. And right. if you don't want to be part of the union, there were secession movements in the Northeast and in Texas prior to the Civil War. And they ended up not seceding, but no one questioned the constitutionality of it. It's like, yeah, you can secede. And it's not like like when Jefferson and Madison are the ones that wrote it. So they know what it means. They don't have to interpret what it means. They're the guys that wrote what it meant. And it, they said secession was constitutional. So if the guys that write the Constitution and the Bill of Rights are saying you can secede, that's, you know, now the Supreme Court can interpret this way or that. But I'm like, it's not an interpretation. These are the OG people that wrote it and know, know exactly what it means. Yeah, it's, just a, it's unfortunate that it, secession as a legal um, decision or move got so branded as associated with slavery and racism because, you know, there's a million different reasons to secede that had nothing to do with racism or slavery. But the and North now it's had like slaves, you bring it too. Up, you're just, right. Many, six northern states had slaves. Um, all of them had slaves, but six had black slaves um, before, during, and after the Civil War. And they had contraband camps where they worked Africans to death. And they had programs relocating people to Haiti and Panama, where the majority of them just died. They even thought about Liberia and thought it wasn't as cost efficient as the Caribbean. They didn't care. And, he, and you know the last place to have black suffrage in the United States? The North. The entire South had black suffrage before the North. And there were seven states that rejected it outright, and then others made conditions on it, like in New York. Yeah, you can vote if you're a black male, but only if you own property, which was, you know, less than 1% of them, if any of them. Um, you ever looked at the stats the of the number of uh, it, like, free black men that own slaves? It's crazy when you look at that as well. Well, They're not really. I mean, the majority slaves. of black slaveholders are black and lived in Africa. I mean, where do you think they bought them? Right. Right. I mean, the slate when Jefferson ended the transatlantic slave trade, it devastated Western Africa because that was their main export people. They went to war just to capture people so they could sell them to Europeans. And do you think did he just do it for moral reasons or do you, were there some uh, socio economic reasons or political reasons? All, all the above. I mean, it devastated our economic competitors because Europe was getting raw goods from the U.S. and making finished products and selling it to Africa, who was paying for it by selling slaves to the United States. Um, now, they could still sell them to Brazil and other places in the Americas, but not to the U.S. And some will say, well, Jefferson just wanted the price of slaves in Virginia to go up by cutting off other sources to buy them or whatever. But that's bullshit because he wrote he tried to end slavery in Virginia too. In the Virginia Constitution, he phased slavery out. That didn't pass, but Jefferson tried to make it pass. And when he became president, he got rid of uh, expansion of slavery to the Northwest and he ended the transatlantic slave trade. He did not end slavery 
uh, in each state because he believed that was a state issue. But when he was part, when he was a Virginia politician, he did try to end slavery in Virginia. He just wasn't successful. He thought it was immoral, but he also thought it was something you couldn't do overnight. He wanted to phase it out. And probably true. It's a tough problem to tackle. Because what do you do with a bunch of people that have no education? Some of them have like a skill. And right. the culture just isn't like, where are they going to go? Everyone's racist. Um, you have politics is downstream from culture. So you have to change the culture and their attitudes towards other races first or whatever law you make is not going to work. So um, what do you say to people who make the argument that the Republican and the Democrat Party s switched? Because that's a common like leftist response to people who are like, Democrats are responsible for everything from, you know, fighting for slavery all the way, you know, all the way in voting against the civil rights movement. Like, and then the common response is that, you know, the parties flipped it. It's silly because Democrats and Republicans had slaves. Tennessee was Republican at the time of the Civil War, and it also had slaves, as did all those Union states, and they all enslaved the Chinese. They act like Chinese slaves don't count or something. Mm -hmm. The reason to undermine slavery in the South is they're competing with them, and they wanted to undermine their labor. They didn't care about blacks. They're like, you're not coming up here, you know? And, and they're talking about how to relocate them. They didn't care. As far as the flipping part, like... If you're going to say that nowadays Democrats are supposed to be the tax and spend big government party and the Republicans are like for fiscal responsibility, we don't have a party that has fiscal responsibility. And both parties just seem to be for small government whenever they're not in power. And when they are in power, you, know, you have like the neocons. It's like, oh, they're not conservative. They're the new conservatives because they're for big government and war. But had they not always been that way and they just lost elections you know? mm -hmm. uh there's no flipping they've both always sucked you could say with lbj there's the civil rights movement so for once under the banner of democrats you have minorities getting rights so that's why they say there's the flip is lyndon johnson gave um blacks desegregation yeah but a lot so, of the a lot of the blue states especially in the south stayed blue all the way through civil rights up until like the early 2000s some of the flips didn't happen so you'd mm -hmm. think that if it was just you know there was 100 percent correlation with perceived racism that the flipping would have happened in the 60s they're not voting based on race or anything like that's media made that up mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. um think about it like president grant got elected and southern states voted for him. But, oh, yeah, whites weren't allowed to vote. So they gave blacks, the voting black men, voting rights. But they took rights away from veterans. And, of course, they elected Grant. They told him, like, this is the guy that liberated you, even though he personally had slaves himself. And he's the guy that worked people to death in contraband camps. Guy in the $50 bill, a drunkard, just sent people into the slaughter. He also is very prejudiced towards German and Irish mercenaries who just sent on suicide missions. The guy's a monster. And he's the one that goes out west killing Native Americans, too. I mean, he was definitely racist. But they saw blacks as a convenient voting block for Republicans, which Democrats do today. They don't care about American interests or 
I hate saying black interest because it really should just be interest. Right. You know, you, right. Any an interest for this guy is an interest for the other guy. You know. Right. But they started realizing, hey, uh, this is what happens in a lot of African nations too. They start divvying out money based on ethnic groups and stuff, and so groups realize they can vote themselves money. And so they would come out with these social programs and stuff, which they believed in. And they, if they realize, hey, if we couch this in race to say that our welfare or whatever is for single mothers or blacks or Latino, whatever, we can get a demographic group vote. Because why wouldn't somebody vote themselves benefits, right? And of course, it doesn't work. Welfare has been a disaster. Affirmative action has been a disaster but it looks good on paper and it still gets some votes. So they continue to do policies that they know are detrimental because it keeps them in power. And then, so I guess the, you know, Democrats started doing that. Republicans try the same thing with the religious block and stuff. They're like, they don't care about this or that brand of Christianity or anything. They just want to manipulate people into voting for their party and being like, yeah, we're pro you guys. And yet they're not, there's not a single thing you can look at that either party passed that has helped any of these groups. They're really, really much the opposite. <clears throat> but I think a lot of the country accepted desegregation because of Vietnam. Like if you're going to fight and die in the military, then you should have equal rights in your home country. Right. Mm -hmm. I think that's, that's happened a lot. And the same with when the world wars hit, a lot of women went to work and they realized, Oh, we can work after all. Right. Well, so and getting... with inflation, um, yeah, you want to tax and... both genders. Well, there's that, but you also women sort of had to work at a certain point because you know there was a time where you could be an electrician and live in a city and own a house and support a family of four. You know, with the yeah, they push mom. it now now you need double income to survive. They can tax both sexes, and if both of you are working, guess who gets to control your kids? State. Mm -hmm. Yep. So I, I think that they're not going to say that really they're like, this is, right. this is for women's whatever, but it isn't. <laughs> yeah. The they went to wage slavery because it's cheaper than cattle slavery. You don't have to feed them. You don't have to house them. They're replaceable. If they starve, who cares? You just get another one. And so it was the conditions in Europe were so bad with the potato famines and everything else that there were enough immigrants coming to the United States that workers became super replaceable in the Northeast. So they don't like, if you don't want to pluck feathers for 20 hours a day, then we'll just, we'll find O'Brien McFeely or he'll do it. You know, they'll just replace you. And so it took a long time to get labor rights in the United States, uh, you know, the eight hour day and all that. And <laughs> the mafia actually helped a great deal in that. And as did just straight up rebellions with guns, like Blair mountain, they shot over a million rounds. Fought the government for a month. People don't even know that happened. They think we're walking around with signs and pink pussy hats got us rights. Like nobody cares if you yell at buildings. They care when you get violent. Right. And we're taught the opposite. Never be violent. It never works. But well, history shows civil, otherwise. civil disobedience works too, to a certain extent. You know, if there's like a threat of violence. Right. Right. But I mean, you just gotta force it, right? Like I, I maybe I'm just being naive, but I think that the sit-ins and stuff boycotts work. Um, you know, we're just not going to use your bus anymore. Something like that. That'll work. Right. But I'll tell you another, <laughs> this is something that's sick, but part of the motivations to integrate schools was 
man, this Nibba can really play football. Yeah, yeah. And getting them in sports means you have to have them in your school. So like, all right, we'll take a few. All right. <laughs> give me all the athletes. Well, you've seen a lot of that. At, that still happens at the higher education level. Like a lot of these affirmative yeah. action programs and stuff are, are really just uh, cloaked sports promo yep. because the universities know that having a good sports team is like the brings best possible students. advertisement for enrollment. Yep. Yeah. When I was, it brings I was in a lot of revenue in Nashville too. and they, they put so much money into the basketball Tennessee team volunteers in, in Knoxville or they're making a million dollars a game. Mm-hmm. There's 105,000 people at the Notre Dame football game with versus Tennessee. And they're all paying a range cheapest ticket in the nosebleeds, probably 14 bucks on up to way more than that for like next to the cheerleader seats, whatever. 100,000 plus. I mean, they're making uh, over a million bucks a game and they don't pay the players. So after yeah. you pay your coach salary, that that revenue that's goes good. That's changing though. That's changing though. They're going to start I mean, they're still going to they're still going to uh, skim quite a it bit. It seems like if you're large enough to be on television and generate commercial revenue that the players should get a slice of that. Right? Why not? Right. I don't know. Why not? So but. Why do you think, what do you think the, um, the whole story is behind the formation of the Federal Reserve? Because based on the research that I've done, it seems that it's unconstitutional for the United States government to create a fiat currency because the Constitution pretty explicitly says that, you know, we can make gold and silver backed coinage. But in the implication, of course, is that fiat is not legal in the United States. And it seems to me, and this is just my naive sort of layman interpretation, that the Federal Reserve was a way for the government to outsource fiat to a private institution. What do you think? Well, and also add usury. Because instead of the Treasury minting coins interest-free, you now have to pay interest for another party to create the money supply, which they loan to you which you can never pay back because they're right. It's going to be X plus interest versus X. So it's impossible right. to they get only print debt. X number of dollars, but you owe X plus interest. So exactly. the, the debt cycle always increases. So the, you have to sell intrinsic assets that have value, but how they get paid for unless they increase the money supply. You see, yeah, it's a, it's like many, many times in history, people have gone against usury, including Jesus. You know, the Muslims got rid of it. Uh, Catholics got rid of it. Um, many nations have gotten rid of usury, but it always comes creeping back. Well, and, even in uh, the Old Testament, it says that you're not supposed to loan. I mean, obviously, the, the Jews mm-hmm. have loaned money on interest for a long time, but I don't think to their own. Maybe I'm wrong about that. But in the Old Testament, I don't think you're supposed to loan money on interest to your neighbor. Yeah. I mean, you can say this is a fee for the risk of pirates or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. user fee or something, but you can't have interest indefinitely, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. uh, but they do. And whether or not your currency is backed by a, a metal or something like that, it's not as big a deal as people make it out to be. It's um, you can have bimetallism and you can just discover a silver mine or whatever and still get inflation that way. But it's just a way to limit, what the total supply is, but they'll just do fractional reserve banking. So let's say, okay, we have X amount of gold. We'll loan nine times that amount in paper or something. Right. And then your, your ratio can get larger and larger. It's 300 and something to one, 3000 to one. So whether it's backed by it or not, it's like, well, is there a fixed ratio? Cause if not, 
that doesn't really do much good. A lot of value is based on two things, demand and labor. So it took you X amount of time doing something to earn the dollar. And then, but it's not based on time, it's based on labor. I and mean, if you go around doing something useless for three hours, that doesn't mean it's worth anything. Right. <laughs> you know, like digging a ditch and then filling it in or something. But, um, and then there's the, the demand. And it's sad because a lot of things that are necessary in society are not always commercial products that turn, that create revenue. And so, for example, science or history or something, it's very valuable to the culture, but it doesn't necessarily produce anything. You're relying on other people to finance you. Now, there is a little slither of science, like if you invent a new thing in engineering or something, and then you sell that thing that you can use as profits. But there's a lot of scientific discoveries that don't or don't immediately make anything you could sell. History, philosophy, they're valuable, but there's not there's nothing to point to. Go, Oh, yeah, I understand this. So it's not sellable. And so you have to have others that recognize the value in these things that are not commercial products and to do it. And so there would not be a Tesla without a uh, Wittenhouse. And um, there would not be Edison had to be, he was a finance guy. It's like, you got to have the business guy and then the brain doing whatever to move things. And it seems like, shouldn't we be supporting a lot of these things we recognize that have value without them having to go around and and seek funding crowdsourcing and stuff for everything well i mean that's one of the arguments in favor of spending a lot of money on the military is like darpanet for example sort of a national security product uh that was developed using tax dollars by the government and that's why we have the internet and you know you can make a case that wasn't not much until the World Wide Web, which was created privately. But I think we right. would have gotten those things anyway had we not spent that all on the military. It would have been in the marketplace. And competition and profit motive certainly work for innovation. But just because a government does invent something now and then, like, oh, we accidentally discovered Velcro or whatever, right? doesn't mean it wouldn't have been otherwise without it. But we certainly it makes it more expensive and take a lot longer. If you look at some of the crap, like the F-35, they wasted one and a half trillion dollars on it. Who could ever, no private company could ever build such a piece of shit because they'd go out of business. Right. You can't just keep throwing money down a well because you'll fail. But if it's government, then they just keep adding more and more and more onto it and it doesn't work. And you end up losing over one and a half trillion dollars no no business other than government can do that and so it's like where is the government might get a winner once in a while say oh we made uh, this thing their number of failures are outnumber them so greatly uh, we got a little uh issue outside little action <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so i wanted to ask you because... out, just outnumber them so much and then the other thing is if the government makes something or favors something and monopolizes it then this not driven to innovate and it's going to cost too much so the reason you get new little widgets on your iphone or your galaxy or whatever is because if apple doesn't do it google will 
or whatever. And so because right. they're making new things, I got to make new things. And if they lower their price, we got to lower our price. But if the government just picks a winner and that's just the phone, then there is no competition making new widgets that you have to compete with. So you're not in a hurry to innovate and you're going to have planned obsolescence and you can charge whatever the market will bear because there's no competitor. Right. So you, you want markets and you'd want more than two choices. I mean, that's pretty close to monopoly too. Ideally we'd have like 20 choices for cell phones, but there is a lot of state favoritism and contracting and regulatory capture and all this fuckery from the government. And that's why a lot of things are expensive and suck, but, um, it could be so much worse. I mean, we do have free market ish in the United States. Um, but there are definitely a lot of industries that are either getting subsidized or favorable regulations. And that's where all our money's wasted and cause inflation causes so many problems. The state just makes things more expensive and slower. Like Elon so, Musk, I know they get some money from the state, but they were able to do for $4 billion, but it costs $44 billion for the government to do the same thing, 10 times less. And had they not had state sponsorship, it would have been less than that. Like, oh, how are we going to raise this much money? I'm like, guess what? It's not going to cost that much money. It should not cost you a million something fucking dollars to build a road. It's asphalt, you know, it's we can do that way cheaper than what it costs it only costs that much because the state is paying right same with healthcare. You see the cost just skyrocket yes the same and, with healthcare. and tuition <laughs> and tuition too i mean college prices have just gone way through absolutely guaranteed student paying. loans and the department of ed have done that and it didn't cost that before the government got involved right it was still the same subjects and stuff they just suddenly cost this much because the government is given guaranteed student loans and this and the colleges know that oh the state's paying well this is the price then yeah yeah mm -hmm. absolutely so i gotta ask you because i'm trying to like kind of go chronologically so i've gone through the civil war we hit the federal reserve uh i, I don't know <laughs> much about world war one I. I don't know if you want to talk about it or not but one thing i did want to mention about world war one that i think is really interesting is like everybody came back from world war one and then obviously the spanish flu was incredibly viral and deadly mm -hmm. And you don't see like anywhere close to the extent of government spending or lockdowns or just bureaucratic behavior in 1917 that we saw last year. You didn't with have COVID. television. So, yeah. So is that is that it? Like, what, what do you think really happened with COVID? That's my question. Like, what what the, the fuck hype? Is it? The hype from the media scared the public, and investors got behind it. If you couldn't scare the shit out of the public with your shortages on toilet paper and all this which is so dumb. There was never a production side shortage. It's just people went right. and hoarded, right? Nobody pooped more. Yeah, unlikely. <laughs> like, Same exact amount of pooping going on. Yep. <laughs> but uh, I guess there was a lot of I guess there was a lot of pants shitting during a Rona Chan, but not I overhyped these things and people run around like chicken little saying the sky is falling. These are the same people who say the earth will be gone in eight years because of global warming. If we don't do something, it's Wouldn't not that be nice? the same people that said the hole in the ozone was going to destroy the planet. It, it didn't. They just shut up about that one, didn't they? Yeah, that was a big thing. Yeah, the 90s and stuff. We were doing science projects on it. And it's crammed down our head in school. What happened to it? Global freezing was one they did in the 70s. Some of the same people, too. 
and then global warming, and then they rebranded that climate change. It's whatever. It's hype to sell products, vaccines, and drugs. Paper masks. Yep. Um, yeah. It wipes out the middle class because you shut down all those sectors, but your essential ones can still do business, right? Yeah. Amazon. Who decides made a lot that? Of money. Mm-hmm. Yep. Look at all the real estate in New York City right now. They're empty blocks of just empty stores and commercial property and they're that's going to get devalued everyone's moving out a lot of them are just left the city completely but somebody later is going to gobble all that up for pennies on the dollar and monopolize new york city and who has the capital to do that board authority and and who runs that yeah yeah them must be must be nice to run that ryan i'm happy for you yeah, it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Dawson is buying. New you wouldn't York want me in charge in New York City. I'd be like, yeah, all right. We're selling this right now. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be like Gotham. <laughs> it Let it roll. With no Batman. <laughs> so um, do you think that the do you think that the Rona was a lab leak? That seems to be evidence for that. Yeah. Do you think it was intentional? Yep. So that the commies could shut down the U.S. economy and play catch up for a little bit. By commies, do you mean the ones that China. live in America? No, well, I guess both, but China. No, I mean they don't want that shit in their own country either. It was just inevitable. Like we're going to gain a function research on coronaviruses in China, knowing goddamn well what will happen. These people <laughs> in China, it's like, oh yeah, let's give a chainsaw to a four-year-old, just tell them not to turn it on. What could go wrong? There's no safety, anything. China can't even get lead out of its paint. Okay. Their products are so unsafe. I mean, they have buildings that just collapse because I guess we had one of those in Miami recently too. But you know. yeah, but that, that was a fluke, not the norm. Right. But yeah, the trains just go off the rails. Like China sucks. And like, oh yeah, let's let's test deadly viruses there. Bravo. But it seems to be that they're buying patents and stuff for this shit before it escapes the lab. They did the same thing with anthrax. A lot of government officials run Cipro and stuff before there somebody mailed anthrax on 9-11 and tried to blame it on Al-Qaeda. So, I, I mean, they've done it before. I wouldn't doubt it. We'd never be able to know because it's like you're not even allowed to ask that question without getting censored. Right. Well, they don't censor you so much anymore for the lab leak hypothesis since it's it's gained um, mainstream traction. But they'll censor you for the other details and implications. Oh of well, Facebook lab and leak. Twitter and stuff will. No they'll shit, still they still censor. do. Oh yeah. I mean, they'll I don't use the hell out of the ivermectin. Right they, they censor the hell out of the ivermectin. Yeah, that's uh, from Japan. Japanese made that one. Yeah, but now it's in the public domain. There's no patent on it, right? So. We can make money off of it if it works. It's just you don't need it. Corona's not that big a deal. You have like a 99.98% chance you're going to be fine unless you're over 80, in which case just about everything kills you anyway. So what do you, whatever. I mean, you're more likely, if you're 27 years old, you're more likely to die from lightning than you are from Rona. Right. Are you going to, every time it rains, like cower under your bed? Like, There's no reason. It's so silly. I, I get sick to my stomach watching all these people wear masks and stuff. I'm like, you're sheep. I never wear a mask anywhere I go. And no problem. 
They don't make you do that in Japan. Mm -mm, it's not mandatory. That would be unconstitutional. So, um, World War II, did we know Pearl Harbor was going to happen before it happened and we just let it happen? Well, what do you mean by we? The United States of America. Americans didn't know. People in Hawaii White didn't House. know. Oh, right. yeah, they knew. Yeah. White House. White House knew. Yeah, they knew. And they, they just let it happen. They so actually they encouraged it with the McCullum memo. They did an eight-point plan of putting the oil embargo on Japan, and they had attacked them in the Philippines and China before Pearl Harbor. And they did the do-nothing raid right after. They were sitting outside Tokyo waiting to... Yeah, they saw it coming. They had broken the codes. They knew where the ships were. And they are like, Americans are very war-weary after World War One and don't want to be part of this. Let's go the Japanese into attacking Hawaii, which was not a U.S. state, by the way. They said they attacked a base, and they right. only attacked the base. They they could have flattened Hawaii, but they didn't. They attacked Pearl Harbor. But what did we do mission. when we got to Japan? Just start bombing civilians, right? Yeah, yeah. It's not like um, the Japanese killed plenty of civilians in China and stuff, but what happens in every war? That's why war sucks. Yeah. I mean, that's the only reason why war sucks, but it's the one of the inevitable. It's not as if uh, they didn't have prior beef with the Chinese either. I mean, they've been attacked many times by them too, but yeah, it sucks, man. It's fucking horrible. There were no good guys in World War II. Uh, you can rightly demonize the Axis powers, but the Allies are guilty of all the same things. I mean, the French and British Empire colonized half the planet. And the Americas wiped out the, the American and Canadian Indians and went on all the way to Guam, you know, the Spanish-American War, and replaced the Spanish in the Philippines as a military occupier. I mean, it's uh, hardly, hardly could they shake their finger at the Germans when they also enslaved, raped, and genocided most of the planet themselves. Germany was kind of new at the game compared to, like, Britain. Good Lord. They had no yeah, shame. It's been a long time since they sacked Rome. Yeah. <laughs> been a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, it was tagging the Mongolians. Or, you know, it's been a long time. <laughs> really like, how do we do this again? <laughs> Wait, you mean, but just you know do what? These little want? landlocked nations just lose their shit sometimes because they got nothing else going for them. So it's always like Macedonia or Mongolia or some landlocked place. It's just like, we got, what do we got? Men weapons well when you start so seeing unemployment rates in, at 30 percent people, people <laughs> when you start seeing unemployment rates at 30 percent you you get past the you know traditional causes of unemployment like mental illness or incompetence or stupidity yeah. or laziness and then you have you know a significant portion of your population who are normal rational people that are actively going out every day looking for work and just not finding any when you get that 30 percent kind of threshold like they had in Germany. That's when you start seeing parties. And nowadays like the party. we got like the opposite reason we have unemployment because of COVID bucks. People are like, if I go to work, I'm going to lose my government cash. So they're incentivized to not work. Right. So even though places are open, they can't find any employees. So they're still closed. Yeah. So wow. Socialism causes shortages. Imagine that if only we had some examples to look at, we might have known this was coming. So, why do you think it is that the United States? Allowed... I would like the Germans be like that wasn't true fascism. That was democratic <laughs> fascism. 
<laughs> True fascism <laughs> hasn't been tried. You know? <laughs> Let me tell you what democratic fascism is. <laughs> it's like Bernie Sanders. Let me tell you what democratic socialism is. <laughs> yeah. So um, why do you think it is that the United States... That sounds um, like Nixon, too. Whatever. <laughs> I got a big nose and I hate Bill's. <laughs> why do you think it is that the United States got involved in uh, Afghanistan and Iraq and sort of like allowed the 9-11 thing to happen? Oh, well, they need the opium trade out of Afghanistan because the off-the-books narcotic budget pays for the covert operations they do everywhere else. Same reason they're in Nam. And they went into Iraq because that's what Israel told them to do. I have a buddy who was stationed in Afghanistan, and he said that half his job was to guard opium fields. Yeah, fields. we're there. That's why we're there. And then $64 billion black budget. And that's how they pay Al Qaeda and these other groups all over the place. So the deep state really doesn't want to solve the opioid crisis plans. No, no, no. (laughs) It's, um, yeah, we get opium for morphine and stuff, but it's heroin and they sell it everywhere as a way of creating a black budget. You can't go to Congress and say, Hey, uh, can I have a few million dollars to pay uh, Al Qaeda? They're going to say, hell no. Right. But if you use heroin money, then you can do what you want. The narco trafficking, I mean, that's how they paid. Part of how they paid for Iran Contra was selling cocaine. And CIA was selling cocaine, and bringing it in on airplanes and everything, and selling crack too in places like Los Angeles. They were, they were bringing coke into Miami and New Orleans. Uh, and they were training pilots in Arkansas and they were bringing in all manner of drugs into Los Angeles and the profits of which went to pay to train Contras to fight the Santanistas in Nicaragua. The other way was contraband of like airplane parts and stuff that they were selling to Iran through Israel. See that Ryan? It's for you. Oh, what does he think of Mersheimer and Walt's Israel book on the lobby? It's okay. I would say if you want a, a better book, let's see, where is it? I usually have it behind me. You want to get Grant Smith's Big Israel. What? It's right here. I loan that out. Yeah, Mersheimer and Walt somehow, I guess because like people like Justin Romando promoted it and then later like Fuentes and stuff, that's basically their thing. But they're they're like, oh yeah, we shouldn't be to like if they're gonna fight in the middle east why should we have to pay for it whatever doesn't go far enough big big israel is the book you want to get but they did go hard on apac but to me that's pretty much common sense i don't know if you need to read a book to know that but go ahead if you want to where the fuck is big israel Hmm. check the bathroom (laughs) yeah oh here it is (laughs) right next to david Irvin and and uh uh, on the other history book. Yeah, this is the one to get. What's your favorite book of all time, Ryan? Uh, Industrial Society and Its Future by Ted Kaczynski, also known as the Unabomber. Did he write a book, or is that just the name of his manifesto? Both. It's a book now. How long is it? It's only like 60 pages, right? Something like that? Pretty short. It's like 238 paragraphs or something. Long ones, though. He's, uh, He's still in the pen, isn't he? Yeah, forever. So what do you think the deal is with him? Do you think that he went nuts because of uh, uh, the uh, intelligence community LSD tests? Or do you think, think that... Uh, you don't think so? But he killed mm-hmm. civilians. I mean, that requires a, a certain kind of person. In his opinion, 
Violence is not intrinsically wrong. It's all about how it's used. And he genuinely thought he's a futurist. Guys, I had an IQ of like 160. And uh, he's targeting these SJW weebs at universities and stuff. And he just saw no other way to fix it. Is he still writing from the pen? He had been abused. I mean, you could say he screwed up like because of all the abuse they did to him. They did psych experiments to him and all. That's what he's I mean, not. Yeah. Like crazy, like you know, doesn't know what he, he he's rational. Yeah, now. he's yeah. just been fucked with so much that he, he was angry enough that he's like, yeah, how about I blow you up? Because those professors and stuff tortured him, and were doing it to other kids, and they just use these child prodigies for the interests of the state. Like, oh, you're really good in math, whatever. We, their whole life is planned out for them. They get no autonomy, no decisions. Like, you're you're really smart. I wonder what you can do for us. And what about their own interests? Whatever. It's not even considered. It's like Goodwill Hunting, that, that scene where he does the interview with the, uh, I think it's the CIA. And he does the, he has that <laughs> famous NSA, monologue where he's like, yeah, 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 yeah so you're right. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I might as well just, you know, shoot my own buddy in the ass, crank up his gas prices. <laughs> and, you know, he's got that yeah. awesome, I can't, I can't do it justice, but he's got that awesome monologue. And that's basically, you know, you can kind of see how, Particularly like in the 80s and the 90s, it seemed like the government was really intentional about about um, finding those intellectual assets. The thing is, if he just waited a couple of years, he could have put the whole thing online, but nobody would have seen it and nobody would publish it. Why not? Like just there's what he wrote was fine. Just publish it. They wouldn't do it. So he's like, I got to do extreme measures to get this out there. He it was so vital for him to get this information out that he was willing to kill and go to jail for it. You ever written him a letter? And he also, I have, he knew once it was published that they were going to know who wrote it and they were going to come get him. Did you write him back? Did he write you back, rather? He did. It was creepy. I've gotten mail from the Unabomber. Seems like a little unsafe, right? <laughs> was the was the actual letter creepy or was it just receiving the mail that was creepy? Real short, just send postcard and a little, like, three-sentence response type of thing. That's interesting. It's funny. I didn't realize this until I was a little bit older, but it's it's. Crazy. But he had a curve clock with certain numbers and stuff, uh, with dots on them and all. And I'm wondering if there isn't some message in the math that I'm too stupid to get. Really? So why would you do yeah. that? Interesting. Mm -hmm. Send me a screenshot, bro. I mean, it's buried in my box. So, um. What do you think is next for the United States in the next 10 years? I don't, I don't know if we'll make it that long. I mean, we're having like rainbow monkeys with dildo tails in our libraries and stuff now. And they're talking about spending trillions of dollars on stimulus for, you know, infrastructure and equity. <laughs> I just... We're going bankrupt. How do, you how do you quantify equity if you think math is racist? Right. They said math is racist. <laughs> and then they're talking about equity. It's like, wait, 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 how do you calculate equity without math? Dumb shit. They just, they just keep giving <laughs> as much as they feel or something. I don't know. Right. Yeah, I am so sick of everything coming to race. It, like, If you go on the pleb media, like a TikTok or something, it's like every fifth video is some you banned on TikTok too? bitching about. I'm not banned on TikTok yet because I don't use it you just, just, just won't use I it because look it's at it though ccp i can look at yeah they're less dictatorial than the united states 
Isn't that sad? Like I have Telegram because it's Russian and VK, which is also Russian, but I can't use anything from America. Just out so, of one American platform. I can't even use I yesterday I got banned from Western Union. Western Union banned you? Mm-hmm. How'd you find out? You tried to use it? Tried to use it, yeah. So what do you have to do? Just send send Bitcoin? No, I'm banned on exchanges. I can't use digital coins either. They banned me first. There's not a single exchange that you can get an account on. Mm -mm. I have a Japanese bank. It's my only. That's why I have to live here. Man, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. All because you're antagonistic toward the state of Israel. Yeah. So I know classify all dirt, you though. as a do they classify you as a terrorist? I think uh, they don't like me um, shaking the cage on Jeffrey Epstein either, because that what goes back him? to Israel too, though. <laughs> You're talking he, about the billionaire class, and I name names, and I've pissed them all off, so they're getting me canceled and everything. Was that? Do you think Epstein was a spy? Uh, well, Epstein's role was to honey trap prominent politicians, judges. It's yeah, they spied on science and technology. It's one of his. So roles. how did, how did he um, how did he get pinned then? If he was like this asset. He screwed up too many times. They can replace him. I mean, it's not hard to uh, fill that role. Hey, would you like to fuck young women every day? And I saw yeah. that on in, I was on Indeed.com looking for opportunities for my wife because she wants to wants a part time job. And I was looking in the CIA had a listing uh, like for, honey traps. Yeah, yeah, we need a honey trap. <laughs> Epstein died. Hey, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> Benefits included. And work your way up. <laughs> <laughs> so do you think that he like fell into it because or hollywood he was actually do you think he was doing like bad shit and they caught him and then they're like listen the only way for you not to go to jail is if you start working for us that kind of no, thing no, think he, that he was maxwell's who brought him in and her father had already worked for israeli intelligence um i've explained all that in like yeah i know but you're seven banned. hour videos and stuff <laughs> <laughs> where can people find you by the way ancreport.com okay. it's like the anti-neocon report ancreport.com and a lot of epstein stuff over there and i've done a lot of interviews with sean atwood he's still on youtube almost everyone else i did an epstein interview with has been thrown off youtube i can think of like five people that i talked about epstein with who got kicked off of youtube have you done a, uh, an Epstein interview with anybody like me where I basically have like never done anything to violate any terms or are you, are these it guys like matter if you violate the, the terms, the they just get rid of you because they don't like what you're saying. They'll just say hate speech and you're gone. Right. You're like, but I didn't navigate violence or ABCDEF. It doesn't matter. Right. right. Like there's no one to talk to. It's just robots or robot people. You don't get to argue. They just can't do because they want to, and you have no recourse. Yeah, she's in Jim jail. Mongol. Yeah. She's in prison. She's in New York. I, I don't know what they're going to do in November. Like, if she can really go to trial, it, she's going to have to plea bargain. But this case, like 13 of them have been arrested in these pedophile rings. John Luke Brunel's yep. in jail. Gasoline's in jail. Epstein went to jail. Keith Rainier and two of the Brompton's went to jail. Peter Nygaard's in jail. And kind of tertiary in this ring, Harvey Weinstein, he's also in prison. 
um, there's a list. I made a map and all these people are going to prison or have been suicided or whatever, disappeared. Others are stepping down from their positions, selling off their assets. Like they got caught. And as, as bad as the mob is and all, there's a line where even the most hardened like serial killers, like, hey, we don't kill kids or rape kids. Like we, we don't do that, you know? And so the pedophile aspect, if he had just stuck to getting like young women to blackmail politicians that were at least 18, I don't think it would even be news because that happens so much. But the fact that he was dipping down to 12 year olds and stuff makes it a big story. And here's something that everyone needs to understand. The public is scrambling for every scrap of news about Epstein. They're very interested in the story. And yet nobody in the media is interested in the story. They were only interested when there were pictures of Epstein with Donald Trump. And when that went to a dead end, they're like, oh, it's not Trump. Well, forget it. And they haven't brought him up since. Whatever you heard about Epstein has been online. Because after the Acosta Trump angle was worn out, they had no interest in covering the story at all. And that's why he got arrested. They thought this would be this will lead back to Trump. Now, Trump's ex-wife, Ivanka, not his Ivana. daughter. Yeah, Ivana, not Ivanka. I always messed that up. She she did recruit girls with uh, Maxwell, and she is a piece of shit. Maxwell was in Japan in 2019 and in 2005. She actually came over with Bill Clinton without Epstein. It was Clinton and Maxwell came to Japan. And uh, I have uh, someone that knows one of the translators, so I'm going to try and talk to them about where they were and what they did. But every scrap of Epstein information, everybody's hungry for it. And it's weird. Why? Nobody. Not not in British media, American media, no one will touch this. Well, is it just impossible to get sources? I mean, if you're a journalist and you start making calls. No, it's just so easy. I mean, we have all these victims that could be telling their stories. We have the money laundering from Bear Stearns and, and Tower Financial. Like, people went to jail. Other people did, not Epstein. You know, like. These things happened, but they they don't care. There's pictures of Bill Clinton and Maxwell and Epstein in the White House in 1993. And they're palling around on these islands full of little kids. And it's disgusting. So Leon Black and Bill Gates and Glenn Dubin everybody all associated money to Epstein. Do you think everybody associated with him was a pet, or do you think that some people just kind of like inconveniently fell into the trap of being photographed with him? You know what I mean? No, just because there's a photo doesn't matter. It's just saying they were lying about how long the relationship with the Clintons was, and there they are photographed in the 90s, proving that right. they were there prior to them. Because I think one, one of the things they blackmailed black Bill Clinton to do was to hire James Woolsey to be a director of the CIA, because he's just a pro-Israel you know, puppet. Clinton hated him, didn't talk to him the whole time he was there, but he still did it. Still put what him in What percentage of our Congress members, including Senate, do you do you think are compromised in that way? Uh, about 99. For real? Yep. How do they get him, though? Because, like, I know, for, for example, for me, like, if I were to run for office of any kind at the federal level, there's there's no there's nothing you could fucking do to get me to sleep with an underage kid. or You're not going to win your election either. 
right. because the media and the donors are not going to support you. They're going to support the guy they have compromised because he'll obey. Dennis Haster, Speaker of the House, raping kids. The two speakers of the House before him, both committing adultery. Like, it's just normal. Uh, and, yeah, it's weird. Like, why? Most of them aren't sleeping with kids. They're having extramarital affairs or something enough to they have to obey. But the kitty fucking so disturbing because you think, why are all these hedge fund managers and stuff into this crap? Right. I don't care right. if he's the coolest 14 year old in the world. <laughs> it just doesn't matter. <laughs> I remember that joke the night on Four Horsemen. I don't care how good looking that 14 year old is. It's totally inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Yeah. Why are so many people into that? I don't know. I can begin to explain it. You know, with the Catholic Church, my thinking is that it goes all the way back to Roman pederasty. Like I can come up with an explanation. I, well, I think that the makes priest thing is super easy because it's usually boys. And it's right. like, well, you have to be celibate to be a priest. Well, every red blooded heterosexual male is like, I'm not going to be a priest. You can't have sex with women. Right. But if you're gay or secretly gay, you're like, that's not so bad. I'm not going to do that anyway. So they're right. attracted to the priesthood. It's very easy right. to not mess around with women because you're not even attracted to them anyway. But if you do that long enough, the sex drive is greater than the sex preference. And they tittle around with little boys. And then they're, they make the mistake of instead of taking this on the chin, let's hide this and you know just send them over to this other church in another area. Because if it makes us all look bad if this guy gets caught, but that makes you look worse. Because now you're caught covering it up. Yeah. 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 That's what the ADL did, like helping rapists and murderers get away with it because they thought it made Jews look bad. It's like that makes you look worse. Because that was just all on them as an individual. It had nothing to do with you. But then as an organization, you're coming in and trying to save Leon Frank, murdered little girls and raped a 13 year old in a pencil factory. It's like, that makes you look worse. Why are you helping a criminal? Fuck that guy. You know? It makes BLM look bad when they're championing people like George Fentanyl, like Eric Gardner or somebody. That's an innocent man that was just choked to death and did nothing wrong at all. I always sold a cigarette or something. But Floyd <laughs> pulling a gun on a pregnant lady? That's not my hill to die on. You know? It's not like there's a shortage of actual brutal police crimes on innocent people of any color that you could point to. So why do you go to the, to that one? Right. Well, I mean, there's that famous video of that kid crawling through the hotel hallway and he yeah. reaches behind to pull up his, his, you know, his athletic shorts. Yeah. They and shot him the twice. Guys, the guy shoots him dead. But that was a white was cop shooting. shooting a white kid. Right. So that if it had been a black kid and a white cop, it would have been it all been racism, man, but it was just a white yeah. guy shooting another white guy. So they didn't care. Right. But yeah, I mean, they shot through people's walls, killed people in their sleep. I mean, they killed uh, Alia Jones. She was a seven-year-old black girl. They broke into the wrong house and killed a seven-year-old who was sleeping on the couch, shot her in the neck, and beat up the grandmother. And they were on one of those stupid cop shows. The person they were looking for was like upstairs in another apartment or whatever. They broke into a house and shot a child who was sleeping. Daniel Shaver. No one knows her name. They know Brianna Taylor because Brianna Taylor and her boyfriend shot a cop. Right? They pick the controversial one on purpose 
because it creates controversy because there's another side to it like well she they shot at the police or floyd was high as hell and the but they don't pick the clear-cut case of like here's a little girl sleeping on her couch that they murdered you don't hear that story or the story you're talking about like eric schaefer or you know, i think that's who was in the hallway or, or just somebody pulled over for speeding they make him get on his belly and taser him for no reason and then shoot him when he jumps up like fuck fucking cops are uh thugs sometimes but there's a lot of things in between no cops at all and some bad cops <laughs> like right it's a lot of things cops in japan don't act like that so it's not intrinsic to policing that they're always going to be bully culture or whatever but we get these low IQ, couldn't get a job doing nothing else, donut-eating fucktards that are given a bunch of weapons and are allowed to abuse people. And if you do anything and bad, you don't pay them, they don't pay them shit, so it doesn't attract, you know, competition. Yeah, you're people. not getting the most quality fucking people, college graduates going out to be police, usually. Or see, yeah. I was looking, I was looking um, online at like, uh, just out of curiosity at um, security positions at um, uh, an Arizona prison, right? And like all the positions they were hiring for, I was on this prison website. And um, uh, like guard, 45 grand. But the, the, the prison psychologist, psychiatrist, 60 grand, 61 grand. I'm like, what kind of a fucking psychiatrist wants to make $61,000 a year? Like you own a private practice, you can make, you know, several hundred thousand dollars a year, even in a small town, if you're a good psychiatrist. But like, what kind of a psychiatrist chooses to work at the prison for $61,000 a year? Like, only the shittiest one. <laughs> and so I don't know, it's just, it's just interesting to me to see how these jobs that we think of as incredibly important are paid like they're the least important. Yeah. And yet they'll pay the teachers union in New Jersey to put people in a room and do nothing who aren't even teaching school. And they're getting 80 grand. <laughs> you know, and they're only working up. nine months a year only when the they state. work. No, they're not working at all. You can't fire right. them because it costs more to fire them. So they just have them go in the do nothing room five hours a day and collect a check. Amazing. <laughs> like, that's New Jersey. So is there any hope? Because I love talking to you because you're fucking hilarious and you're really smart and you know a lot of shit. But Jesus Christ, after about an hour of talking to you, I feel like the whole fucking world's just gone straight to hell. Like, what's, nah. where's, the, where's, the, where's the hope, man? <laughs> just marry an Asian and move. <laughs> Start a movement. <laughs> yeah, we can flip it. I mean, I think it's hubris. They always sort of overplay their hand and then the pendulum goes the other way. Yeah. And so, but I think... All these issues from stopping war, human trafficking, all these things that we hate, they're all predicated on free speech. If we don't have free media, a fair media to put these stories out and explain what happened, explain about voter fraud, coup exaggerations and all this, then none of it's going to matter. Like the most important issue is saving free speech. So we have to support all real alternative platforms gab vk odyssey bitshoot things like that because you got stockholm syndrome if you keep going back to youtube twitter facebook they're just always going to abuse you and cancel you and as soon as your channel grows enough they'll get rid of you 
Like we were like, I haven't been banned yet. I'm like, yeah, you don't even have 10,000 followers. When you do, they'll get rid of you. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I would, I would be putting all copies of your show on Odyssey or a bit. You start building that up now. Yeah. Because you end up over there anyway. We have to have alternative media or we're not going to win anything. Trump got elected because they were not censoring socialist media enough. And they were like, we can't have another 2016. Like Google executives, Project Veritas, bust them saying that out loud. We can't have a repeat of 2016. Don't let them communicate with each other. We'll control the narrative and everything. We'll hide Hunter's laptop. We'll lie about this, this, and this. Russian collusion. We'll, we'll call the president a racist, xenophobic, every name in the book, every slur in the book to get rid of him. Because he wasn't establishment enough. And it's not like he was anti-establishment. He sucked. But he wasn't. He was 9 out of 10, and they want 10 out of 10. He wouldn't give him the war in Syria. He wanted. He wasn't for you know indefinite illegal immigration. And they're like, well, we got to get rid of him. What's Biden do when he comes in? HR1, get rid of voter ID. Secondly, open the border, 100-day moratorium, come as many as you want, right? And then he bombed Syria twice already. He did exactly what Trump wouldn't do. That's why they hated him. Who do you think is actually running the show in the White House? Because I have a hard time Pelosi. with Biden. Really? Yeah. She's so hot, though. <laughs> she looks like Cruella DeVille, that evil bitch that was skinning Dalmatians to make a fur coat. Oh, I know who Cruella DeVille like is. Cruella long, DeVille. One of those uh, stick cigarette things, whatever you call them. That's, that's Nancy Yeah, Pelosi. the filter. They, um, they remade that movie, and they uh, removed the... Um, cigarette thing from the character because disney redid it and they don't want to promote smoking tobacco oh yeah skin and dogs is okay but uh you know don't have a <laughs> cigarette like <laughs> yeah no shit <laughs> kids will smoke if they see this but you know skin and dogs to make awesome fashion totally totally okay they leave that scene in pinocchio with a kid turning into a donkey and screaming for his mom and stuff that's some traumatic horrible shit to watch as a kid they don't care you know i never saw pinocchio it's messed up stuff but (laughs) 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 some of the crap they did in the past you could never get away with it was fun it was funny shit though we All cartoon characters are on please. drugs or have something wrong with them, right? Oh yeah, yeah. You got to put the adult humor in there. Just stay. Donald Duck dressed like stuff. a sailor with no pants on, right? Mickey does the opposite. He's just you wearing his short shorts everywhere and no top. Yeah, yeah. They're all messed up, man. Daffy Duck definitely on lots of drugs. Yeah. <laughs> You're good at it. Goofy's a, a we drunk. We do a whole podcast like that. Winnie the Pooh, they're all on drugs, too. Tigger's on speed. Eeyore's an alcoholic. You know. You're right. Pooh is just smoking weed. He's always looking for something to eat and lay down. <laughs> Eating honey, thinking about nothing. Getting lost. Do you remember the butterflies. episode where he gets stuck in the tree and then like days go by and he loses the weight to get out? They paint a smile on his butt. <laughs> 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 right <laughs> i can't remember that part but I, i'll believe you rabbit scott like what do i do i'll hang a picture on it whatever he's like like draws on his ass like a smiley face and like we'll just pretend like it's a painting it's 
So, do you think all this woke shit that we're going through right now is pink elephants? Like, do you think it's intentional, or do you think it's just happening because our culture has shifted? It's conditioning, like the. <laughs> If you go to a school, not just a university, you go to any school, all they talk about is race and sex and identity stuff. Because it's easy. You don't have to learn anything. I guarantee you, if you went around with a blank map, if you went to California, which is the dumbest of the dumb, and you had a blank map, and you said, where is Washington, D.C.? 20% of them wouldn't be able to give you the answer. Maybe more. They could not find their own capital in their own country. And I'm talking about adults. Ignorant and dumb are two stupid high school graduates. Things though. There's a you gotta have I know, but you gotta have a bit of both. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) Okay, you're ignorant of the capital, but you can reason this out. Do you know where Washington is? Or you know where all the other fifty states are? Which one by deduction? I mean, come on, come on. You got to know where D.C. is. Blank map. I swear you could label it and they couldn't find it. Some of them. Yeah. When it's amazing. Kid, They're like, I, I don't, I don't know that shit. They're proud of their ignorance. It's willful ignorance. Well, you and you can say it's right there. And two days later, they've already forgotten because they're dumb on top of being ignorant. Yeah. You know, someone told them where it was. They just weren't listening and didn't care. You know, it's stupidity. Yeah. It really is. I think you froze. I'm still here by the, yeah, I'm still here, by the way. I just got to reset this camera. It overheats after a while. I got to bounce. I mean, we can do All another right. show on Epstein yeah, and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, I understand. Thank I'm you. burning Thank up you. here with no AC. <laughs> Thank you so much for uh, coming on, man, for such a long time. I appreciate you. Um, it was really good to have you. I could talk to you for hours. I know that there's a million people out there that feel that way. Um, so I'm just grateful that you let me be the one to do it tonight. So um, And this morning yeah, for you. So um, Thank you, man. I truly appreciate you. Fuck the government. Peace. Peace, man. Take care.